Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hey, hey, everyone. I hope that your February has treated you very well so far. We have a lot going on this February. I like, I remember at the beginning of January, I did this whole post on starting the year out slow and hibernating and still being in winter mode. And now at the end of February, we're full speed ahead. But really, it's, I mean, it's the most I've been doing in the past couple of months, but it's a lot slower like filled with more ease than any other time I've ever had in my adult life. So I'm feeling pretty good. We're smack dab in the middle of the feminine art of getting rich course. Oh my gosh, there's so much that all of the students have manifested. We have almost 50 students in this first launch of the course. And day one of the course, people started DMing me, telling me the money that they've manifested. So Super proud of all of you who are inside the course and all the magic that you're creating. It's been so fun so far. We have a couple weeks left of it. And for anybody who didn't get to join the course in February, we will be launching it again at some point this year. So please click the link below and you can sign up for the waitlist so that you are sure to hear about that as soon as we launch it. And then also this week, I am going to be launching the new and improved wine break course. I know several of y'all took that course in 2021. We're moving it from Teachable over to Kajabi. It's going to be fabulous. You get to choose your own alcohol-free journey. So if you don't want to do a whole 30 days of it, you don't have to. You can choose something shorter or you can choose something longer if you want. But it's going to be freaking amazing. And I hopefully will be including behind the scenes work and creating that and adding all of the goodness to it. There's a lot more than was on the Teachable course. So hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I'll have the link for y'all below on that as well. I know that... We are a few weeks away from spring break and also Lent is coming up. So it's a really good time to take a short break from alcohol if you want to. Or a long break if you want to do the whole 40 days of Lent. If you celebrate that, you can make that your thing if that feels good to you. I'm excited for y'all to listen to today's episode. I met Liza last year and we immediately connected on so many things. She is freaking awesome. She sort of has similar background to me in that she worked in um, corporate for a long time. She worked in commercial real estate and was a rock star in that. She ended up having some health issues herself and her children and went through like a 12-year period. I'm pretty sure it was 12 years of trying to figure out what the heck was the problem. It was like misdiagnoses, undiagnosed illnesses, chronic 
illnesses and pain and all this kind of stuff. So anyways, she talks about her story in the episode and she also has a podcast and she has a course that is out now. I'll link all of that below for you guys. But we had a really, really good conversation about navigating life when almost everything in your life isn't okay. Don't worry, this is not a, this episode's not like a super downer. It's actually super positive. <laughs> Liza's like the most bubbly person that I know. And it's a really good episode. But we do talk about some of the hard stuff that she had to navigate, some of the hard things that we navigate as mothers, and also in our own journeys on with mental health or physical health. And it's just a really, really good listen. So enjoy, connect with her. I will put all of her information in the show notes below. And I am excited for you guys to listen. Welcome to the You Do Woo podcast. You guys, I am pumped because I have a very special guest on today, Miss Liza Blass from Very Happy Stories podcast. I will link that below because y'all are definitely going to want to tune into her podcast. She's so awesome. I was on the show back in December and I'm just so excited for you guys to hear Liza's story today. Welcome, Liza. How are you doing? I am doing amazing. I am so excited to be here. And any time I get to spend with you is like such a treat. So I'm super excited. I know. So we met in 2021 and sort of went back and forth a little while. We had a friend in common and I started listening to your podcast and I was just soaking it up. And I was like, I need to know Liza. We need to <laughs> shows and we need to be in each other's lives. So I'm so excited. I was able to introduce you to human design, which we'll talk about later on. Um, yeah. But yeah, tell everybody a little bit about you, a little bit about your past life, not real past life, but past life this, this lifetime. Well, because I have those stories too. <laughs> you do an Akashic record se session. Just kidding. Um, I know that you were in, you're a mom, you are a business owner. You've always been a really successful entrepreneur and you were, you used to work in commercial real estate. Tell us about that. Tell us your yeah. background, all the things, please. For sure. Absolutely. Yes. So I've had many careers. I, I just have a lot of interests, I suppose, but, um, I did have a pretty big career in the world of commercial real estate. Um, and specifically I niched down to development of fertility centers. You know, it just kind of happened and it was super lucrative and super exciting. But Allison on the side, I was living this very secret life of pain and struggle as a mom raising two kids who were both increasingly ill, mentally, emotionally, physically, my kids started falling apart in elementary school. It started with my son at a very young age. He was in the fourth grade. So he started having a lot of anxiety 
um, in second grade. And we did learn that he was neurodivergent, twice exceptional to be specific, twice exceptional is when you are highly gifted, but also have one or more learning differences at the same time. So I transitioned him to kind of a micro school of just smaller class sizes, but his anxiety never went away. And, you know, he was nine years old. The first time he told me that he wanted to jump off a building, it was just painful. Um, and, you know, I found a program for him. It, it was a big wake up call mm-hmm. to get my head out of the sand and really like that. This wasn't going to go away that this wasn't a phase, that this acute anxiety was not a phase. So I did find him a program and we, you know, transitioned him back to the public school, got him the right resources. As soon as I got him settled, my daughter then started presenting with severe OCD, eating disorder, hallucinations, Um, On top of all of this, both of my kids were struggling with chronic illness. So then I got her into a program and I did, you know, these, this is like, you know, taking up six to eight months of a time at a time of really getting situated. And again, I am making deals. I am closing these developments and, and managing this really painful secret. And then once my daughter got situated and got her back to school, things were kind of okay for a while until they both started presenting again with just really scary things. And I would say the scariest of them all were the hallucinations. Long story short, Allison, what I learned is both my kids had chronic Lyme disease, which, um, at first became validation Mm -hmm. that I wasn't crazy, that I wasn't just this like hypochondriac mom. I also kind of did feel the validation. Like it's not me because we kind of do that as a mom of like, what the heck am I doing wrong? Like, why are my kids breaking down? Like what is happening? So I got that, but then it was kind of just a new chapter of navigating mystery illness. Cause Lyme is not black and white. It's not no. like getting cancer where there's like standards from like the American medical association or anything like that. It's very um, confusing. And there's a lot of gaslighting along the way. We kind of then went into treatment and it took like another level of empowerment, you know, um, on my part to like, again, rise to that occasion. And then the pandemic came and, um, you know, what happened during the pandemic, like everything dried up commercial real estate clearly taking a hit. (laughs) And I was kind of also done with running deals. It's just cyclically they're in cycles. And I kind of had hit this cycle where if I wanted to tap out, I could. Yeah. And this is such an interesting thing that happened. We were at the therapist via telemedicine at the time talking about my daughter's mental health, because your mental health really does take a hit with chronic illness. And I told the therapist, I said, Ben, I'm just concerned that Ava, Ava's my daughter, um, she was 15 at the time. I said, I'm just concerned that she doesn't want to be happy. And he said, well, Ava, do you want to be happy? And she said, yes, I want to be happy. And he said, well, what would make you happy? And she said, 
I would be happy if my mom was happy. Oh my God. And I was like, please, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy. And he said, she doesn't think so. And I'm like, so I'm not happy. And he's like, no. And I said, so wait, if I'm just happy, she'll get happy. And he said, it looks like it. And it kind of like just inverted my whole way of looking at everything. Cause after all of those years of like driving business, managing my children, I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of, you know, in the zone and trying desperately to heal my children, but I really was not coming. I wasn't working or being of service of something that would bring me happiness. Mm -hmm. And so I just made the decision to stop the commercial real estate business and take some time and think about what would make me happy and what would make me happy. I ultimately determined was to share my stories. So during my, my darkest days, I journaled every day and that is really what got me through the darkness. And I just launched a podcast and started storytelling and sharing my stories called very happy stories on a podcast. Season one is just 15 episodes of me sharing my stories. And there's always gratitude from our grievance. And that was the, really the power of season one. And now I just, um, I do coaching. I help other people become empowered and I do interviews with other inspirational storytellers like you. I have so many questions for you. Okay. <laughs> First of all, in 20, you, you launched your podcast in 2020. What month did you launch it? I launched in September. Okay. of 2020. This is but so really the business started unfolding in June, July. Yeah. So I, my business didn't start till later, but I started my podcast as a creative outlet in July of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Because we both birthed these podcast babies like at the same yes. time yes. and it's really divine timing. Like it's crazy all of the shifts and changes that were required to happen that I feel like the pandemic brought on. And it seems like such a, it, it's still a hard thing, man. It has caused sure. so many, I mean, not only just illness and deaths and stuff like that, but just the mental health Oh yeah, stuff that it's caused. So I, I also, every time I talk about the positives to the pandemic, I just want people to know that I get the, all the terrible stuff that has come from that. Right. But the more and more I talk to people, the more I realize what amazing things were birthed during that time. And it's yeah. just so cool. Like it's yeah. just, it's crazy how aligned our stories sort of are in your, you know, you are a mom to two kids that are way older. My daughter was like six months old when the pandemic started. So we're yeah. in very different life paths in that way. But as far as really stepping into a career, a calling that fulfills you and not just making those decisions based around what's going to pay the bills and, you know, being right. part of the matrix and in this game. Totally. <laughs> it's nine to five game. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a big, it, it was a big shift. And I think like what you're hitting on too, is like the pandemic gave rise to so many people going through a transformation. 
Like that's really what it was. And yeah, people, when I was like, I'm going to launch a podcast, people are like, you're crazy. They're like, what do you know about podcasting? I'm like, what's there to know? We'll figure it out as we go. We figure it out as we go. And just having the courage to answer that call of vulnerability is a big deal, but I don't think I would have been able to do it without the pandemic. Yeah. And I sometimes think all of the hard stuff that we talk about and the vulnerable things and whatever that I've sort of always talked about. I don't know. I'm just not a very big, like small talk person. Like I get, I like to get deep immediately or else I'm just like, not going to talk. That's just how I am. But it's like the pandemic also brought around this idea of like, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And I feel like every, a lot of people that I know sort of dropped their masks and their fakeness and their like presenting this perfect way of being. And it's like, we're all really not okay. Right? <laughs> right. And so it's okay to say that. And it's okay to talk about those things now, which is another beautiful thing that's come in the last couple of years. Do you see that? Yes, I see that. I see that in my own life. As soon as I started breaking down the mama bear walls, Mm -hmm. like I said, I was living this secret life, you know, um, that nobody really understood the suicidal ideation that was happening in my home, um, severe eating disorder. Um, you know, nobody knew that my 13 year old daughter had to go to bed at 7 PM so that she could go to school. Like the more you don't talk about it, the more isolated you become and you're very disconnected. Mm -hmm. And I lived a very disconnected life. And the problem with that is you get no movement. You get no change. You are not going to get the answers you need. And as soon as I started taking off the mask and taking down the wall and really sharing my story with anyone who would listen is when I finally got to Lyme disease, because it wasn't a functional medicine doctor that we already had. It wasn't the pediatrician. It wasn't the therapist or the psychiatrist that we already had. It was another mom that came to me and said, she said, Liza, I don't mean to throw you down a rabbit hole, but your daughter sounds like another girl I know. And that girl has Lyme disease. Have you ever looked into it? So that's like what you're saying. That is where the transformation starts mm-hmm. when you take off the mask. And I see it so much in the clients that I serve. Um, and cause they're ready to transform and get some movement and get some answers. Um, and that, and it's really where it all starts is being authentic and, and like living. What is your true narrative? What is the true story? Oh my gosh. It is also doing this podcast has been sort of crazy because there's certain things where I'm like, should I be talking about this? <laughs> in public is this person gonna think i'm crazy is this person gonna think i'm crazy and it sort of like makes you just pushes you into that arena and you're like you have to get over the people pleasing and you have to get over the caring what other people think did you have to go through that as well totally the judgment the judgment the judgment i mean like mental illness 
and sharing that. And then there's also like, I don't, I want to protect my own kids. I was very conflicted. And I always, even today, when I share, it's got to be my story. Now, a lot of that is sharing their story. It can get very complicated, you know, because it's their story is not really my story to share, but my story is my story to share. And with that, sometimes I do have to share like what we are going through, but it has to be from my perspective. Right. But I remember launching the podcast. All I wanted to do, Allison, was launch a podcast, but you know what it made me do? It made me have to go on social media, (laughs) which I wasn't even on Instagram. You have to understand in the year 2020, Liza was not on Instagram and I was on Facebook, but only just like, I was literally a poster like 10 times a year. And I definitely had to get over that fear of judgment because for very happy stories. And you talk about empowerment. I am the brand. Yes, I am the dang brand. So like I have to share. And I remember working with my own coach and just saying, I didn't launch my social media yet. And it's, 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 it's like, you're like, no, one's going to come to your pod. No, one's going to listen to your podcast. If you don't have a presence. And she told me something I'm not, I will never forget. She said, you know, when you get criticism or when you get the hate comment that you're afraid of getting, that's when you're in the arena. Yeah. You know, so, and I never really understood that. And so like, you know, that that's how it shifted for me of like, okay, I'm going to be okay. Like if like, that was a really big fear of mine of like sitting like a sitting duck ready, you know, for haters to come at me, like this woman's crazy sharing stuff about her kids. Um, but it's all about staying true to like helping the people that need to hear your message and just being okay to be in the arena. But yeah, the judgment, oh my God, so, so, so hard. But it is like a big band-aid, right? And the more you flex the muscle of judgment, it's it's all good. Yeah. I one of the biggest times that I had to sort of push through that was the episode I released in the fall of 2021 around microdosing magic mushrooms. And I live in Texas in the Bible Belt, and it's like, oh my God, that's a terrible thing. And people don't understand that it's very different than doing like a full mushroom trip. Nothing against right. that either. But, um, anyways, it's a whole a whole well, thing. But can I? I have, yeah, go ahead. I listened to that episode. You, oh, you did? Okay, what'd you think? <laughs> it changed my life. Like, okay, good. I'm doing it. Okay, and good. Like, so it's like, if you didn't do that episode, like, like that episode impacted my life. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I mean, like it's life changing. I'm only well, one person. That's the crazy thing is that almost every day I wake up to a new DM of somebody who's listened to that episode. And I was like, I second guessed myself, even like asking my friend Bijou to come on the podcast because I was like, is this, am I going to get in trouble? You know, like all of this stuff or people going to just think I'm like legit crazy. And my podcast is around human design. For the most part, we do like half human design, half guest expert interviews and stuff. And I was like, "Uh, am I like taking a big chance on this? And like, people needed that. People needed to hear that. And I know that people are going to need to hear your story as well with, and, and all of your stories with everything that you've gone through with your kiddos and your own, your own journey of health. I know that you just recently in the past couple of months found out that you're a projector and yes, 
How, what did that feel like for you finding that out? Such validation because I had God, I was going to say, I had this little secret. God, I had a lot of secrets, but mm-hmm. I was even, um, back in my commercial real estate days, I was working three hours a day. Yeah. And that's the best thing that came when you told me like projectors really cannot go beyond three hours a day of work because you can really lend yourself to exhaustion and illness. And that happened to me in 2012. I have some, I can't even remember what year and I earlier than that, actually. And I literally fell apart. And when I rebuilt myself back to a place of being well, I had to feel out how many hours I could work. And that is why I was so grateful for commercial real estate because it's a commission-driven business. These are very long sales cycles. Not a lot happens in the day-to-day. And I had like three really big clients and I just focused on maintaining them. And yeah. I just rode that train. So when you told me that, it was it, it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Because I already do that. And I know to just keep doing that. Yeah. And it's crazy too, because catching up with you today before we press record, I was talking about your coaching practice and even projectors who found their calling and found their career that fulfills them still need to be really careful with their daily schedule. Like I'm sure that you don't do more than one or two podcast interviews in a day, you know, or, or if you do, then that's it. That's what you yes. do. What is that yes. for you? I mean, every day is different. So as a projector too, I can't do the same thing every day. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of mixing it up. That's my whole world is mixing it up, but yeah, I do on my calendar. I can't have more than two podcasts a day. And yeah. it includes my podcast and, or speaking on someone else's. And I do have to play a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, during the day playing is what gives me energy. And that's kind of like, I was so against social media. It was so uncomfortable for me, but you know what the funny gift is? That's where I play. Oh, that's cool. It is cool. You know, it is about like getting over that judgment. And when I was able to get out of that judgment, I was like, now this can be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. I have to mix in some play. And so even a lot of my work needs to be play. Um, you do have some really good reels. I feel like you do a really good job. Oh, thank you. Um, they're fun. And then what does that look like? Because I know that you've done a lot of one-on-one coaching to fellow moms. Yeah. Um, and now you're creating an online course, a digital course so that you can be better about (laughs) utilizing your energy. When did you know that you needed to make that decision? Yes. Thank you. So I had been coaching and I love it, but it does drain my energy. And it's because these are really, and I don't, I'm not a therapist. What I do is I help moms empower themselves and and help them get aligned Mm -hmm. so that they can navigate the journey because it is so full of clouds Mm -hmm. and fog and misdirection. And also there you're, you're spinning like nine plates at the same time, because when you've got the school, you've got the medications, you've got the therapy route, you've got, then you got to find the right doctors. And, and specifically what makes it hard is like chronic illness, pans, 
pandas, Lyme, neurodiversity. It's like, it's all over the place, but I am a highly sensitive person. I am also an empath. And so when I work with someone like I'm really feeling what you feel and I'm helping you because I'm so emotionally vested. But over time, I, I started transitioning to like, I can only work with one person a week. Like I just, I can only take like one client a week. And then it was like, I can only, and I kept paring it down, paring it down. And then I realized I think I have enough gold here that there are common themes in every mom that I'm working with and common themes in what we're working on for me to help them that I can just package this into a super affordable course and make it electronic, have people do it on their own time, set it up in a module where you could do like one a day or you could do like one a week for seven weeks. Um, and they're super short because every person that I work with time is so valuable. So it really is. So now I, that's what I've done. Um, and they're just seven minute modules with a lot of worksheets, um, followed up. Um, and I think that this is kind of a course to ignite a mom on her journey of helping her children, empowering herself and making that transformation. That is absolutely beautiful. That's the reason I started making digital courses too. So you and I both in our human design charts have in the solar plexus chakra, we're open, which means that that's usually what empaths are. They usually have open solar plexus centers and you just really absorb everybody else's emotions. And sometimes as a human design reader, I wish that I had a closed solar plexus because I could do like 10 readings every day and be fine. But the days where I do even more than one, I sometimes want to go to sleep at 7.30 p.m. Totally. Yes. Yes. And I've done that. Yeah. Oh, ask my husband. He's like, (laughs) night at 7 p.m. night. I'm like, okay, don't make fun of me. Um, But that is, you know, I'm realizing more and more that it is not sustainable for me to do three readings a day. And I'm a generator. I'm meant to work a lot, but I'm also really, really sensitive to other people's emotions. And it's so weird because even on Zoom, we get that. Like you don't have to be physically in the same room so as in true. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in zoom, it's an intensified conversation, yeah. right? Cause you're staring at a screen. And so you're like really face to face and you're like so much closer, even though you're not even physically there. I think the intensity too can offer fatigue. You know, yeah. you're just on it. Like you're just more present. It's about being present. And I think that the work you do and the work I do, you are so present, but mm-hmm make no mistake, like being present takes up your sacred energy, but that's a neutral statement, you know, to be present requires energy. So that's why everybody's like, you know, just numbing themselves (laughs) because they're tired. Oh yeah, totally. And, and it's really interesting to look in people's charts too, to see who has those certain open centers where they're absorbing other people's stuff. You know, sometimes we think we're so emotional and so crazy or whatever. And it's like, really what we're doing is just soaking up other people's crazy and magnifying it. Is yeah. What yeah, totally. That happens in my house. We call it ping ponging. <laughs> so I, I have a family of four, yeah. 
three of us are highly sensitive people. Two of us are empaths on top of that. And it is just like ping pong all day long where your energy is just bouncing off of each other. And, and I think that this happens a lot in households today, especially with children who are neurodivergent, highly sensitive. Here is the gift of that though. When you heal one person, that affects everybody else too. And that's why it's so important as the mother to really heal yourself. You don't realize that the work you do on yourself is one of the best contributions you can make to your child. Mm -hmm. Um, there's just like this, a, a new energy, a new vibe that flows back and forth. And that's what I've realized over the years. I was at a time, there was a time where I just tried to fix every symptom or problem that I saw in my children through interventions or supplements or even medication or therapy. And I really shifted that after I had that session with my daughter, when the therapist was like, you just need to be happy. That was just the starting point you know, but like healing my trauma helps my child working on myself helps my child. So although we're all ping-ponging, you know, it, it also works the other way. I know my son, when I took him, I took him once to Mexico for some really intense therapy for his Lyme and a tick-borne infection. And when he healed, my daughter did better. Wow. Yeah. So it is this, these things happen. Yeah. They're undeniable. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And this is why I, I know you're the same. I'm such a proponent of mothers really being selfish about that time of putting aside a time to do the things that are nurturing for them, do the things that help them grow, do the things that feel good, because that really does impact your children. When you take time for yourself, when you invest in yourself, when you act selfishly in that way, you know, you don't want to go act selfishly and just like go out partying every night, <laughs> do whatever you want, but like taking money to invest in yourself, taking time for yourself to be able to have alone time is so good for you and so good for, and it tr trickles down to your kiddos too. hundred percent. Yeah. I live by that. I don't call it selfish. I call it radical self-care Yes, and it's more than just like manis and petties. Right. And like, I got, I have my coffee and a, and a book. It goes beyond that. It's about making conscious and intentional decisions that give you energy. So like what, for instance, my son goes to a special school and I have to drive him there every day because there's like a shortage of like bus drivers and getting him on time, Allison, sometimes is like too much for me. So sometimes if it's, if I'm not right and I'm not aligned, I'll just be like, we're going to be late today. And I just have to get myself centered because better that he gets there late and we're present then show up on time and have us all frazzled. Yeah. That's like radical self-care. Yes. I, so I do every once in a while, I'll have a no day where I like say no to as many things as possible and look at my calendar and push things off and, and contact people and say, Hey, could we do this two weeks later? Yes. You know, and I utilize that as a time for self that's like self-care for me is putting like pushing things off that, you know, that don't have to happen, obviously right. they're, they don't, they're not urgent. Yeah. And I, those are my no days. Those are my self-care days. I'm stealing that. I also think 
sometimes we don't think about, we just look at our calendar and someone says, can you do something for me? And you're like, or, you know, do you want to go out? Do you want to do this? Do you guys want to do this activity? And you look at your calendar and just because you're free, that's not a yes. Correct. Right. I mean, your calendar doesn't have that much power and control. So it's just about being intent, like practicing radical self-care is about really being intentional and holding boundaries and making boundaries and all that good stuff. 100%. Oh my gosh. We're very much on the same page. Okay. Yeah. I loved chatting with you. I want everybody to hear more from you. Your podcast is called Very Happy Stories. I'm going to put the link in the show notes below, but how else can everybody connect with you? Absolutely. Yes. So my website is just veryhappystories.com. My podcast is there. My digital course will be there. Um, but you know, there's still a calendar for, for one-on-one coaching, but the calendar on that is going to be very small. Cause it really is going to be more about the digital course. And I'm on Instagram at Liza's very happy stories. And you know, if, when you just want your dose and hit of motivation, empowerment, I mean, I'm living it right there with my audience. Like I'm still in it, you know, my, like we're still in the world of, chronic illness, neurodiversity, mental health issues, but you know, life is still joyful and happy. And, um, there's all that good stuff too. Yes. Y'all have to follow Liza. She is such an expander for me as far as just being a vulnerable and real and fun mom. Um, sometimes I just take myself so seriously and I'm just like in get done me you know, too. activity mode. And every time I see you dancing around or being funny on Instagram, I'm like, okay, I need to just like shake this off and be funny <laughs> like Liza. So thank you for being a role model and expander for me. And I'm just so excited to see what this new year is going to bring for you. I know so many people are going to enroll in your digital course and just have some awesome transformations and I can't wait to hear about all those. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on your podcast. I feel so honored and I just, I just adore you. Ditto. I feel the same. I'm glad that you're into the woo. You do. I am a woo, woo with you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Liza. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at Woo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. 
I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.